0: listening to Mind and Matter, a mindfulness podcast from Cascadia Behavioral Healthcare. Join us twice a month for new episodes covering all things mindfulness and mental health. Together, we'll create connection, conversation, and community. For more information and resources, visit us online at www.cascadiabhc.org. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mind and Matter a mindfulness podcast creating connection, conversation, and community, presented by Cascadia Behavioral Healthcare. My name is Allie Fitch, and I'm your host for today's episode. And today we have a very special guest, Sarah Love, local from Portland, Oregon. Hello, Sarah, and welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to talk with you today. Um, Do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing and kind of how you got started in your field?
1: Sure. Um, I am an artist and a writer and a teacher. Um, and <laughs> I like to start out by saying I, I did not go to school and have degrees for any of those things. I am a self-taught self. Uh, spy- I do this. The spiral journey is what I <laughs> like to say um, instead of the the straight line to anything. Um And I have been writing a message, a daily love message of hope and inspiration for 18 years now wow. and that comes in many forms. Um, the I stand for love calendar is the most uh, popular out there, but it also comes in a daily email and in other ways that I kind of put out this little daily nugget of, mm-hmm. of love. And it's been my practice, uh, obviously, over over that that long of a time. It's been my own um, journey through mindfulness that I am happy to share.
0: Yeah, wow, that sounds great. Um, I was kind of looking at your work, and just from what you just said, love seems to be a big theme for you. How do you define that? That's a big question, but.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love that question. Um, You know, for me, I think it's, is twofold. Um, there's the inner, there's the inner world that, um, I think I was in my teens, which was many, a few decades ago now for just for reference. Um, when I really had that feeling that there was something wrong, you know, that I, that I was, um, not very centered in myself and, um, that I wasn't sure I wanted to go through life or that life wasn't going to go very well. If I did not build up some sort of love on the inside, and you know all of that that goes with it, confidence and you know a, a sense of center, mm. and I felt that that work was going to be long and and deep. Um, but then there's the outer, the outer expression of of love and the longing for it, and all of the ways that we can contort ourselves on the inside to try to exchange for some love, you know, out in the world that can look like appreciation or acknowledgement or just things that we pine away for, I think, and sometimes it's subconscious, we don't really even know that we're, we're doing it. And so there's a huge definition of love. But I like to start out with seeing it going in and out is sort of like my visual mind likes to reference that first as like a starting point, because I think they're both equally important and impactful in how we live our daily lives. Um, yeah, I could go on. That's a really big question. <laughs> no, that's,
0: I know it's a big question. And I think you bring up a great point of kind of this inner love and being able to acknowledge and recognize that first. So you can acknowledge and recognize that outside of you. And when it comes into your life and you're open to it, you know, if you're closed off to it and you're only seeking it externally, you know, how are you supposed to recognize that if you haven't, you know, recognized it within first?
1: Yeah. It's, it's a both. And right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it, there's memes and, and things out there. That's <laughs> like, you can't love anyone until you love yourself. Yeah, and there's a all of that. And, and it's not, it's not, um, it all, it's all happening. It's all happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not really like you have to get to some destination because that's also the trick yeah. of the world that we live in that there's, we got to do one, two, three, four, and then we're going to get somewhere and then we're going to feel all good, you know, mm-hmm. and that also sets us up for some disappointment and, and yeah. even some deeper, like what's wrong with me? Why can't mm-hmm. I get there? You know? And so, um, I think it's an exploration hundred percent all the time where we're doing it in relationships. We're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, have love and be love and do love. And then if we're doing it also on the inside, some of the work and some of the dismantling of the negative messages and, and replacing that with some goodness, mm-hmm. um, then they can really flourish together, right? Because then we can have the experience um, happening. And sometimes we need those relationships can bring up the things that we don't love about <laughs> ourselves and, and and we get to explore that. And so uh, I think it's all it all has to happen uh, as, as a experience of life, mm-hmm. instead of a, you got to do this first, and then you could have that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of the myth of our, of our culture is like this thing that you got to do. And then you got to, then you get this at the mm-hmm. end. And that's, that's all part of, sort of a, a, a setup, I think that doesn't <laughs> work out most of the time.
0: Yeah, it takes you out of that present moment of just like, what's here now, you know, and it's always a projection into the future or past or something other than just the present moment. I think that's true. Um, so kind of where did art find you in this process, this like self-love journey, this love journey of yours?
1: Mm. Um, art became the vehicle. I think I, I, I loved writing actually. <laughs> let me rephrase that. I didn't really love writing. Um, I, 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 wrote basically you know i in my journals and um for my own self just to kind of unravel my own mind and write and i like to kind of write play with poetry and different things um and so that didn't seem like it was hitting the spot enough for me like i, I like the articulation and even you know doing interviews like this it's like finding the words to be very true to the feeling is, is difficult or challenging. I think, uh, I love people that can write and, uh, paint pictures with words. That's like, so awesome. Um, but for me, I needed colors and other and, and shapes and other things. So it kind of came out of a natural expression that I wanted to share the the, the thoughts and the words and the feelings. um And so the calendar was actually born when I went through a bunch of my journals and I was going to put together a little poetry book. uh And again, it just didn't feel, I went through the journals and thought, I don't want to just regurgitate these things I've written. I need, I need some other ways to Make this move like mm-hmm. like a pat like a like a container for for these things. So I just got the markers out, I just got the colored pens out. It was very organic, and like I said, I never was uh, you know went to art school or any mm-hmm. of that. So it took a lot of my own um, self love practices mm-hmm. to even kind of say I'm an artist and I make mm-hmm. art because that can be a big hurdle for when we compare ourselves to other people, right? And they're mm-hmm talented. And mm-hmm. so, um, I like to start out, especially when I'm teaching creativity classes and stuff, it's like, I just want you to know I was never praised or like, Oh, she's got this natural talent. And we, you know, there was not really that, that we sometimes assume onto people that we mm-hmm. think make great art that like, they just were born that way. And it's like so special. and um, my, my journey started later, or I guess it stopped and started because I remember as a kid, I would doodle and draw. Mm. And, and if you look at some of my art now and what I was drawing when I was seven years old, it's pretty similar <laughs> as, as, you know, more tools and more fun layers involved, but it's still rainbows and, and butterflies and, and the flowers and things that are in nature um, that I love to draw and, and work with. Uh, so it was really just that organic expression that something needed mm-hmm. to come out. And what I had around me was paper art and markers yeah. and pens. Um, and so it really started off like that, you know, and I, actually I remember my mom um, painted a little bit, mm-hmm. like there was sort of a, a easel sort of hanging out in our, in our, you know, living room, but the message that I received from, from, you know, watching her relationship with art was that until you got all your chores done and you did, you know, you did all the things and it was, it was definitely the, the, the side note. It was, Mm -hmm. it was not a priority or something that was again, like praised and encouraged like, Oh yes, you got to paint today. You know, it was it was like the very last thing if everything else was taken care of. So that's another thing I've had to uh, love myself enough mm-hmm. to make time for art and say, yeah, this is actually my heart and soul really. And my you know mental health for me is yeah. very much um, benefited when I make things. Mm-hmm. When I draw and paint, uh, I notice a huge, you know, shift for myself. So I've had to undo some of that stuff as well and be like, no, nope, Monday's for painting, you know, <laughs> Monday's not for business and, and emails. And that is a constant shift. I, I worked, I work to um, create in my own life.
0: Yeah. So that seems like a big thing to have to go through of like, trusting yourself first off and trusting your craft and your skill and like trusting yourself and listening to that and acting on it um and also kind of setting boundaries and like staying firm in that um were there like some I know you mentioned some of the hurdles or some obstacles that you had to kind of overcome through that process but um were there some other challenges that you face when you're starting to get into your work or like doubt or fears you know that you really had to kind of acknowledge and work through
1: Oh, yes. Um, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of the term imposter syndrome, but um, a lot of my life was sort of that, oh, you got to fake it till you make it, you know, and and all these little cliches that that I chewed on and wrestled with and thought, what does that mean? Um, And one of the most you know, consistent messages in the things that I share are, is that there's no comparisons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that each of us are born absolutely unique. There's never another one. There's never, you know, throughout time in the past and in the future, there's only one you and all of that is really, really incredibly special and awesome and unique. And there's gems and talents and experiences and all of the things that are you that don't exist anywhere else. So that message that I like to tell other people, I obviously (laughs) have had to, you know, tell myself many times over because the comparison of, we do this in every way, not just in art or in our, in our practices or in our, um, in our lives, but we do this obviously with body image and and, and, a hundred other ways throughout our, from very young, that other people have the thing that we wish we had. And if we had that, then we'd be more lovable or we would be successful or we would have the things that we desire. And so breaking that down, breaking that down, to its opposite, you know, which is, there is no comparison at all, which is, Mm -hmm. is not that one thing is a a little bit better. One thing is, is worse. It's that it's absolutely your life experience and your, what you bring, who you are, every breath you take is like this very, uh, individual yet we're all connected. Right. And we're all similar in all these ways. So it's, so it's just a way of of orienting myself that I had to orient myself away from the comparisons and away from the the feeling that other people had figured it out. Mm. They obviously had figured it out. And I just, somehow I was deficient and I couldn't Mm. figure out how to make, beautiful art or how to make a living making art, Mm -hmm. you know, or these things that you sort of see, especially now social media presents the greatest hits of somebody's (laughs) life, you know, where we're comparing Mm -hmm. our biggest failures Mm -hmm. to a a beautiful photograph of something. Mm -hmm. So that is a constant Work that is a it's like I I think of it a lot as like muscles that we're building right Mm -hmm. and and how things do get easier over time the more you exercise Mm -hmm. a certain set of muscles and a lot of a lot of it is very new when you start out on the mindfulness or the self love (laughs) Mm -hmm. journey it's like we weren't even given the right equipment or the tools in Mm -hmm. the beginning so we are actually having to build muscles that maybe have been asleep our whole life. Right. But it does get easier and it does get, um, there is traction, you know, you do, Mm -hmm. once you, once you do it and you work on it and you use different tools to that hit different, you know, aspects of life, then you can, you can build up quite a, um, I, I think uh, for me, it looks, it looks at like time shortening where I used to feel a certain way for kind of a long time, which mm-hmm. you know wasn't good or if I was in the comparisons or whatever. So when they build those muscles up, it looks like that. It doesn't look like it goes away forever, but it looks like that time gets shortened, mm-hmm. you know, like I can be there for five minutes and go, oh no, right. No, I'm it loses
0: its power over you, you know, mm-hmm. Familiar with it, you're used to it, you're kind of comfortable with it, and you're like, yeah, I can make space for it. But I know that, you know, this is not true, or you know, this is not what I have to listen to or what I have to follow. You know, it's like taking yourself out of that race to perfectionism. It's like, don't even compare. It. You know, you can just have your own race with just you, and you know, do it your own way and your own path, and trust it.
1: Yes, yes, and you know, again, that kind of both and where it can be isolating and and Mm -hmm. lonely sometimes to have that much, you know, work on on the inside to say, okay, I'm, I can do this. And so also then opening up for the relationships that can help, you know, for the relationships and the, and the, even the, the uh, institutions or systems in Mm -hmm. place that are actually positive and reinforce
0: that stuff. And knowing that it's such a, um, it's such a common experience. Like everyone goes through these feelings. Like you're not the only one feeling this way. You're never alone, um, through these things. And so, um, sometimes for me, it's remembering that, you know, or dedicating my practice to anyone else who's experiencing, you know, Mm. the same thing, you know, and putting that out there, you know?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, Yeah. So what do you think is kind of the relationship between art and wellness or art and mindfulness?
1: Mm well i think that we as humans are makers we're kind of wired from way 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 back that we make things with our hands and we have ideas and inventions i think that's sort of in our in our actual makeup mm-hmm. and we've gone away from that you know in a in a pretty big way we don't really make and and for better or for worse you know we don't really make all of our things from scratch we don't mm-hmm. make all of our clothing or or our shelters or, you know, all the things that for like hundreds of thousands of years (laughs) we were doing Uh because we had to. And then we came up with money and the industrial, you know, all the things. So now we can do this thing where we exchange for the things that we need. But I think art is that almost kind of primal place where we can, I think, personally talk to spirit, talk to Mm -hmm. God, talk to our other realms. We can do a lot of processing, whether it's grief, joy, you know, we can be in our emotional bodies, but we're moving the energy in some way through, Mm -hmm. through our hands. And it can also be digital. You know, this isn't just art. That's made with a paintbrush or whatever. This Mm -hmm. is like gardening, quilt, you know, making food, working on Photoshop, you know, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. is the art medium can provide this movement of energy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we get sort of stuck, I think a lot. And then if you're someone that loves to garden and you haven't had your hands in the dirt for a year, you know, or, or, or for 10 years, that feeling of putting your hands in the dirt is like this remembering, you know, it's like this, oh, that's what was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just needed to have dirt under my fingernails, mm-hmm. you know, and now I feel better. I feel like myself, I feel mm-hmm. my connection. And I think that is the, the biggest gift of art is that, sense of where I don't, I didn't know that I needed this. You know, I didn't really realize I was kind of like, gosh, something is, doesn't feel right or doesn't feel good. And then all of a sudden I picked up my journal and whew, I feel just a little bit better, or I felt uh, I, or I had a new idea, you know, come through during that time because I was, it's, it's that feeling of, sort of timelessness too that we touch into where you re- you know 2 hours just passed and I, and I was just in this state of yes. you know mm-hmm. the flow. feeling yeah the flow the flow yeah and i feel like that is something that is really deep inside of mm. us as humans i feel like it goes so far back that it can provide almost anything that we need as far as emotional yeah, yeah. mental you know health and support Um, because it's individual, right? It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's an individual feeling and a process, but I think it is so much at the core of us. And we used to also do these things, the making and the, and the creating, and even the dreaming in circle around a fire at night, or, you know, we would have the community feeling, which over the years turned into different things and quilting circles or whatever, you know? Um, but that's also something that feels like we have lost to, Mm -hmm. to the detriment of our health in a way that, um, that connected us and, you know, the, the robots, the screens and the, and the, (laughs) and the other mediums don't really give us that. They give us sort of that false sense that we're connected, Mm -hmm. but we're still pretty isolated within that just two-dimensional, you know, exchange. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I totally relate to that. I just recently got back into ceramics after stopping for months and Mm. it's just felt so good to, you know, work with the clay and work with my hands and to be in a space and to just be like, it's kind of a back in your body experience, you know, and remembering and I just think that's so important and um I'm sure you've run into people who are always like I'm not good at art I'm not good at drawing I'm not creative and um what do you recommend for people like where to like where to start if you kind of are coming in with that mindset because I don't think that's true I think creativity can mean anything and just what you're saying that can be gardening that can be quilting that could be you know just going for a walk that can be an art practice and Mm. um so where can people start if they kind of you know feel blocked in that way
1: that's a great question. Cause I hear that too. I don't have an artistic bone in my body, you know? Mm. Um, and I, and I like to call BS on that <laughs> as well. Um, because I would suggest going back to inner child type of, of mm. stuff. If you can have, you have any, if you have any thread that connects you back to when you were five and built put it building a mud pie in you know in the dirt was like your happy place Mm -hmm. that is that's a place to start you know that or if you with get getting the crayola crayons out right (laughs) like we all had a hell had a set of those Mm -hmm. um as sort of a gateway you know to maybe trying ceramics Mm -hmm. it's also that curiosity like if you've if you've had that feeling gosh I've always wanted to take a ceramic class you know if if you're listening and you had that sense when Allie said (laughs) ceramics that is that is the thread that pull Mm -hmm. that thread and be like okay well I can watch a YouTube video I mean we don't it doesn't have to be sometimes we put things off because it it should be like the thing Mm -hmm. the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna take the class I'm gonna take the class and then that doesn't work out in our lives or schedule or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it could be some little gate, little doorway opens, Mm -hmm. you know, to watch a video or to, um, play with something, play with your play-doh, you know, if, if you have kids or whatever, so that you can just crack that open a little bit and if it was you know make-believe maybe maybe playing dress having a character when you were a kid and putting on a costume Mm -hmm. was like the ultimate day (laughs) i i bet there's a few costumes in your closet you may not think of them (laughs) as costumes but you may think you don't you don't wear that Mm. that dress for anything but a special occasion putting that on putting that wig on putting on that hat could be the Moment, You know, could be mm-hmm. that remembering where you go, Oh yeah, this, I used to call myself this name and I had this uh-huh. character and, and we, I had played out this whole thing and I made the neighborhood kids be these other characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that flood of memory sometimes is a really great indication to mm-hmm. what, before you were told oh, you're not good at that drawing Uh or, or, oh, you know, maybe you, maybe you shouldn't sing in public, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm pointing to myself. These are things (laughs) that I remember being told. I love to sing. I sing so loudly in the car in the shower, you Uh know, all day long. And so just going back to that feeling that I can do something for no reason, I can do this and not have a a destination, right. Not have like, Oh, I'm going to make this thing and it's going to be done. And then I'm going to give it as a gift or put (laughs) it on the shelf. Like if we can take away that end result that our society, so rewards, you know, to, (laughs) to, to show our work and then have the thing at the end, if we can get out of that and carve off any space or time for play for imagining, for daydreaming, it will come back. The creativity will come back because I feel like as kids, we all know it was there. We all, you know, even if it was really young, Mm -hmm. it was there somewhere. It was there. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great point. It's like somehow at a certain age, we're just supposed to drop it and you're supposed to grow up and, you know, playfulness is no longer encouraged or, you know, kind of the lightness and presence of just messing around and, mischievousness and creativity and failing and you know making mistakes it's um it becomes discouraged or punished rather than encouraged to like explore and um be curious about things yeah I think that's a great point um so just thinking about that what do you like do you think there's space for art and health or like behavioral health care and like um I know there's things like art therapy but I think there's definitely space for more things to be you know implemented and more um, ways to introduce us to clients and people who are maybe struggling with a mental health challenge.
1: Yes. I think the more space and the more resources we can open up, um, and especially in our education, as we've watched art and music Mm -hmm. be just whittled down to nothing, you know, um, I think that has been at a big cost, you know, for Mm -hmm. us. And, um, bringing that around again, it's like the macro, the inner and the outer, right. Mm -hmm. When we don't value that time in ourselves and we say, Oh no, I I don't have time for that. I can't do that. Um, that's just a reflection of the outer world, you know, Mm -hmm. that says, no, we don't have resources and we don't have time and we don't have, what, what is this gonna get us? You know, this again, that like, how does this add up? And what does it equal at the end? And art is really tough to quantify and to qualify as here's the here's the line item on the spreadsheet. You know, it's it's a vast place, and the bigger the box, the better, right? Then mm-hmm. there's like the the less um you know box around our our creativity the more access we have. And it's like, it's like energy. It's like life force energy, not just mm-hmm. energy, woo-woo energy, but like actually being tired versus being awake. You know, it's like when you have that creativity, we actually can have energy come come up, you know, that maybe we thought, oh, I've, I've been tired for so long. Right. It's like, oh, wow. I, for two hours, I didn't think about being tired. I was drawing and mm-hmm. writing. And one thing that I, I feel like is an accessible, um, medium for me that I like to work with and to teach with is collage because, um, I also love just recycling things, right? Like things that would end up in the garbage then we can make art. Um, and that is a free play, a freer place because sometimes I get stopped and, and we get stopped in, in making art when we can't take the picture from our mind and make it on the paper, right? It's like, ah, uh, doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like the way I want it to look. Right. Uh-huh. And collage is like, oh, there's already these awesome, beautiful pictures that already are there in this travel magazine. You know, I'm going to rip them out and glue them on a, on a piece of cardboard. You know, for me, that feels like a starting point that can be very freeing, yet um, not as much pressure to have the thing look like the thing, you know, and um, you can make a big mess, you know, but not have to go buy paints and brushes and all the tools. Um But I think in, in mental health and in health in general, even just physical healing spaces Mm. where you're rehabilitating or you're coming um, out of, you know, illness or surgery, I think it can be a really powerful tool to bring that creative energy because um, we're creating the future, you know, with our, Mm. with our thoughts and our words and our, and our, and what's going on in our mind, Mm -hmm. we're creating things we're creating our lives right so if we can take that time and in in a group or with a professional mm-hmm. person like that can really be structured in a very healing way you know to it is sort of like the the opposite of what i was saying of like well there is a goal and the goal is to feel better right <laughs> and it's not a straight line like but um it is that feeling of like well let's let's bring all the things we know that make us feel better Mm -hmm. to the table and art is certainly up there with music and with, you know, good food and, you know, all the things that are just kind of, like I said, kind of primal, um, and make space and, and have it available is, is a really great thing. I think.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. It's like opening our idea of what healing means or what treatment could look like for individuals. And, um, trying to, you know, support people in a way that is individual. And it's not just a linear approach or this one way, you know, one size fits all. It's very open and, um, it can be multifaceted as well. You know, there's art on top of this and that can be the healing, you know, modality for this individual. And it's not just one thing or another. Yeah. That's a great point. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm yeah, I think that and and it, and then you can also bring that aspect of being sort of self led, you know, within the container of a supportive environment or um, professional you know container. you can also art can kind of be that place where a person gets to bring their wisdom and their inner, their intuition or their their inner knowing about what their health looks like and feels mm-hmm. like also more to the front, you know.
0: Yeah, like as you're probably familiar, like Cascadia has we call it whole healthcare, where you know it's a whole team of individuals that are trying to meet the needs of each client, you know, recognizing their value as an individual and their experience, and really trying to honor that with a you know diverse team of physicians and healthcare workers and social workers, and um, you know like what does whole healthcare mean to you? What does that look like for you? Where do you see art playing into that?
1: Hmm. Well, wholeness, again, sort of my mind wants, wants visual or metaphorics type of thing. So I think of a circle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right. And if we, if we, if we slice it into different pie, different slices of a pie, you know, there is um, physical, you know, all the different ways that we can define health. Mm. And I think art could be one of those slices, you know, in there and for, um, for some of us, it's physical activity and, um, athleticism can be a really needed and powerful way to feel better. And some people aren't really wired like that. You know, it's like not, didn't really have to <laughs> be Being an athlete. wasn't ever something I was or do. So it's not, it's not where my, even though we all know for, for a fact that physical uh, exercise and things help, it's not the thing that I would spend. Uh, prioritize as a big slice of my pie. I would Mm -hmm. need it as a slice, you know, because I wouldn't want to ignore it just because I don't love it. Um, (laughs) it, it, It's it's important, Mm -hmm. right? It's necessary. And it's also scientifically proven to do all the things for mental and physical and emotional well-being. So art, I just would think that it could be sort of on that level of in the pie, that there's a slice. It can be a little slice. It can be a bigger slice, depending on the individual. Um, but the fact that it would be part of the whole and part of, of the, um, menu, I guess, of, of different (laughs) things to try when you're, when we're working with healing Mm -hmm. that it could just have it, have a space there as a, yes. So let's look at this. Let's try this. What, you know, but, and it's such a big slice. It's kind of is relative, to exercise because there's a hundred different ways you can do it, right? And for taking a walk, for some people is is the thing, right? It's just it's just enough, and and is great. And uh, you know, other other people, it's like swimming is there is the thing that they, you know. So you 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 get you get where I'm going, and we can talk about that all day. <laughs> I think art could be along those lines. Right. Of like, well, here's, here's the art slice. And within that, there's a hundred different things we can throw at it. We can throw spaghetti on the wall with, you know, (laughs) art. Mm,
0: That is such a great ending. I love that idea. And I think that is so important and hopefully, you know, with more awareness around, um, you know, resources that we need and the support that can be added. I think um, it's just a great idea to always include art and more funding for art and education and healthcare and everything that we do. So um, yeah, thank you. I don't know if you have, um, anything else to add to the end of this conversation or want to share with our listeners, how they can learn more about the work you're doing or get in contact with you. Or I don't know if you have any new work that you're coming up with and going to share soon with us.
1: <laughs> mm, well, I'm all, I'm already dipping my toe into next year's calendar. It, it takes a, almost a year to make. So I'm, oh, wow. I'm already surfing through the Future, which I'm excited about. Um, and my main thing would be to just be gentle with the mm-hmm. process, you know, to just it, as easy as you can be with yourself. That is the revolution. I feel like as, as, as non-critical, as loving, as kind as you can be on the inside, then everything else will flow. Um, you know, have less, jagged edges, you know, as we move through life. Um, and I will just, my, my quickest, most, most trusted way to bring more, more love to yourself or to this moment is just to take a breath, put your hand on your heart and say, I love you to yourself. Hey, mm. I love you.
0: I love you.
1: <laughs> and you can do that inside. I love you. You can do that silently, you know, when you need when you're feeling energy ramp up and you need a calm moment, or you can do that vocally, you can look at yourself in the mirror, but it is takes one second, maybe two seconds. Um and it immediately changes my energy. So yeah, I do this in my art process too. If I start to feel the inner critics and the, the things crop up. If I just say, hey, I love you. It's it's just this really um wonderful moment. And so mm-hmm. I want to just offer that into the space. And you can find me at istandforlove.com and istandforlove is my handle on Instagram and Facebook and stuff too and I'd love to connect.
0: Wow, great. Thank you so much for all your wisdom and um wow, I just this was a great conversation to have and I'm so grateful for you to be here today and join us.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure. Absolutely.
0: Thanks everyone for joining today's conversation. Head over to www.cascadiabhc.org to explore more mindfulness resources and make sure to tune in every other week for new episodes. See you next time.